All right. If you click, uh, what is it? Play? Yeah, you click play <laughs> on this uh, Jesus and Food podcast. Chances are you might already know who at least Bob Goff is. Probably, oh, gosh, one of my favorite people. I mean, at least to listen to and hear from. So Bob Goff, author, speaker, extraordinaire. And then we get to talk to his wife too, Maria. Uh, she wrote the book, Love Lives Here. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And um, we don't have a copy of that book to give away today, but we do have a copy of uh, Bob's wildly popular recent book called Everybody Always, uh, Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People. Mm, mm -hmm. And we are going to talk about difficult people here as we get the interview going here in just a couple of minutes. But if you want to win it, um, let's see. You got to email us. Our email address is morningshow at wbgl.org. And there's going to be a special um, secret word you have to put in the subject line. What, what do you think it should be? Um, difficult? Difficult. If we can spell it. So don't even <laughs> don't even say anything else in the email. Yeah, just we'll say just know. Difficult, and that'll, that'll know that you're entering to win the book, and then we'll, if you win, we'll write you back to get your address and all this kind of stuff. Um, what do you like about, are you seeing our notes, the things that we talk about in the podcast? Yeah, I, I mean, of course, I love talking about the food and the table. Like Maria, she talks about how, you know, they're always inviting people over and having dinner together and showing love. And I feel like they're, I just want to go to their house. Like, yeah. I want to be in there to have dinner with them. Do you know what he calls his wife, Maria? Sweet Maria. Sweet Maria. Yeah. Um. So we're going to talk about those things. And yeah, the, the New Year's Day parade that they do in their neighborhood is really something. So you got to check that out. But uh, Bob, so Bob is the founder of an organization called Love Does. So they operate schools and safe houses and pursue justice for women and children in conflict areas like Iraq, Uganda, Somalia, and more. He's a lawyer. He serves as the honorary consul for the Republic of Uganda to the United States. <laughs> He's kind of a big deal. He's a professor at Pepperdine Law School and Point Loma Nazarene University. Bob and Maria Goff, welcome to the Jesus and Food Podcast. Bob, we've talked to you a couple times. We love your writing, but we want to get to know your wife, Sweet Maria. Can you tell us about her? Oh, it's kind of like there's this amazing, amazing woman. Like most people that have experienced me, uh, I'm like Tigger. Like, I just come bouncing in and be like, <laughs> it's a party. Right, yeah. People. Like, that's just pure oxygen for me. And Maria, as the two of us, is the more thoughtful, deep. <laughs> so, like, when she starts speaking, like, everyone around our house, like, is quiet because she just says more thoughtful, deep. I'm more like, let's get on dirt bikes. Let's get on air balloons. See how it goes. Um, and Maria's like one of the co-conspirators on these things, but she's like kind of navigated this way to live into who she is without pretense at all. She's absolutely without pretense. Here's a woman that she's not trying to be popular. She's just trying to be uh, who God made her to be. And we could not be more different. Like literally, <laughs> like, she's more like a reserve and hang back. And she's just great friends with Jesus. They hang out all the time. <laughs> and I'm more like bouncing off the walls and ricocheting. But here's the deal we've learned. I'm not trying to be like her, mm -hmm. and she's not trying to be like me. Right. We're trying to be like Jesus, yeah. but like Maria version. And, and I hope that the mm -hmm. readers walked away with what I walked away when I turned the last page. I just felt like I just felt like more license to just go be me, like this wonky, mm -hmm. crazy, like that version. And to, uh, it just kind of redoubled my appreciation for people who aren't like me. 
yeah. that are mm-hmm. like a deep and uh, thoughtful and all that. And I just say, I hope that people that read this just put a flag in the sand for themselves. And I like that banner of just saying, like, love lives here. Wherever you are is where it lives. You don't have to worry about who's in the Oval Office with all the launch codes. Just draw a 30-foot circle around yourself. That's your Oval mm-hmm. Office. And now just go mm-hmm. declare, like, love lives here. How am I going to go love everybody in that 30-foot circle? So That's terrific. Good. So good. Terrific. Yep. Jonathan, do wow. you have any questions? Because I got going, lots more. Please. Okay. Um, I know you guys do this parade on New Year's Day for your neighborhood. And um, I wondered if you would tell the people listening how this came to be and why you do this parade. What happens? Oh, it's such a fun way to love neighbors. And it started, wow, 20 some odd years ago. Uh, one New Year's Day, the kids and Bob decided um, we'll just hand out flyers and see who comes, and hardly anybody was there. So the tradition right away became nobody's watching, everybody's in, because they needed to be, there, <laughs> or there wouldn't <laughs> have been much of a parade. And that just kind of said, even 20 years later, hundreds of people around the neighborhood will show up, and every nobody's, hardly anybody is sitting along the sideline, everybody's in. There's a there's dogs, there's balloons, there's um, antique cars, whatever anybody feels like uh, uh, walking down the street in on New Year's Day is what happened. And it is such a beautiful expression of a neighborhood taking time out to get to know each other. Because usually during the year, we're just driving up and down the streets and pulling in and out of our driveways mm-hmm. and kind of waving at each other. But this becomes this time where we can actually stop and have coffee and a donut and hug each other and introduce each other to new neighbors and and bond. And it's really a beautiful expression of what God says to love Him and love our neighbors. And, and, you know, we're still cleaning up balloons. I found one in the bushes the other day. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Bob Bob Uh, and the kids get up at four in the morning and they're blowing up a thousand balloons. I think the underlying idea is that this idea of loving our neighbor isn't a metaphor for something else, that mm-hmm. it actually yeah. means to love yeah. our neighbor. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. that, that would be, if we could, people that make our faith complicated, that actually isn't as helpful as you think. Like Jesus mm-hmm. made it really simple. He pointed to two sheep, and he said, it's like when one of those gets away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this idea mm-hmm. of loving your neighbor, he didn't say who our neighbors were. Because I just think the idea is that it's everybody. It's the person within 30 feet of you. And the trick mm-hmm. is to get within 30 feet of them. Yeah, yeah for yeah. serious. That's yeah. for real. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have so a that question. That would be this... a great thing. Go ahead. A great thing for your listeners. Just find somebody who creeps you out a little bit. <laughs> and just get within 30 feet of them. Get real close <laughs> to them. I don't know that I need to look 30 feet to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was just going to say, sometimes that's the person in your home. Yeah, uh, or like the, the person you work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm walking through the neighborhood with my daughter, and um, she's trying to ride her little tricycle, and but she gets distracted, so she wants to stop. So she'll wander up to people and just start talking to them, or I'm not so much that way, and I love I love that. Um, so one of the things that happened while we were rolling through the neighborhood yesterday was that I saw somebody, like a door-to-door salesman that was trying to sell, like they want to like fix up your windows and maybe sell you new siding and stuff like that. Now, I'm just curious, if one of those people were to wander up onto your doorstep and knock, 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 hey, I was just wondering if you guys would like to buy some new siding but that you don't need and some new windows, 
Um, now, some people just say, no, I don't need it. Goodbye. The goth uh, home does not strike me <laughs> as one that would be cold in that scenario. So how do door-to-door uh, marketers get treated at your home? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think we'd make them the grand marshal of the parade. Mm-hmm. But one of the mm-hmm. things I hope they'd walk away with is feeling loved. Like, uh, and love without agenda. Because as soon as love has an agenda, it ain't love anymore. If it's like, I love you and buy the brushes from me. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, I love you and then now believe the things that I believe. It isn't love. So I would hope they would walk away feeling like they were engaged by somebody that is actually caring. Somebody that might ask them what their name is. Yeah. Or ask them, who's your best friend? How come? Wouldn't that be mm-hmm. interesting? Like, that would be something really caring. You're not trying to be a soccer. You're just trying to be, like, engaged. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the people that have done that for me, it'll be the smallest thing that end up being the biggest things in my life, and probably in yours, too. Yeah. Somebody that mm-hmm. just took a, that extra half a beat to say, hey, not just who's your neighbor, tell me about your best friend. And they might say, well, it's my husband or my wife or my whoever it is. And um, that, I hope, would be the kind of conversations. But to do that, you need to slow down the cadence a little bit enough mm-hmm. to listen. And yeah. most of us are going Mach 5, our hair's on fire. I'm one of them. <laughs> and I'm just constantly <laughs> trying to remind myself, like, just slow down the cadence. Like, because Jesus yeah. has time for everybody. Mm-hmm. A lady pulls on yeah. his shirt. He wants to know who she is. A little guy in a sycamore tree. He's like, lunch on you. <laughs> like, he has time for everybody. Yeah. So I, I hope, in answer your question, I hope we'd they'd feel like we made a little time for them. That's good. Yeah, and if if I could add on to that, it made me. It reminded me of the story of um, when I put the help wanted sign in my window uh, during a really busy time and where I felt overwhelmed. I I did it, you know, kind of ha- uh, wholeheartedly as a message for Bob. <laughs> to let him know that I needed help. So between the time that that so help wanted sign was in my window and when he came home, I actually thought of door-to-door salesmen or people that could be walking in my neighborhood would see that and come to my door and ask me, you know, what the job was. So part of it, to answer your question, I think how we respond to people at our door has a lot to do with what we need at the time and being able to identify what that is. If you don't need siding, you don't need siding. You don't want to say yes to something mm-hmm. you don't need. But how we respond to that has a lot to do with what, how, who we are at the time and what we are aware of and what God is providing for us and what we might need. Yeah, I love like, I know when people come to your house, I know a lot of, Maria, a lot about hospitality and the meal and the table. I know you guys have people sign uh, underneath your table after they've had dinner at your house. How do you, uh, how do you bring Jesus to the table? How do you share love through the table? You know, I, I, um, I think one of my favorite ways to share uh, Jesus with other people is just through actions and making people feel loved. Um, and so I, I like ambiance. I, that speaks to me. Um, I, I like setting a stage for people to discover um, their own joy and comfort and um, feeling the warm fuzzies mm-hmm. uh, in the moment. And so to me, it's just, it's, it's kind of like uh, setting a stage for, for Jesus to do what He can do in those people's lives. And He's given me gifts and talents in that area, and I, and I just, I love being able to share that with other people. So when people are gathered around our table, it's, it's fun to laugh and, and be informal and to be thinking about 
who the people are and asking good questions and um, just just being with each other, I think, is one of the best ways that we can share love with Je- about share Jesus's love with other people. Yeah, Bob, what's Maria's best dish that she makes? Oh man, she makes a killer everything. Literally, <laughs> I'll fly home. I was in Alabama yeah. yesterday. Uh-huh. I flew home for supper. I mean, it oh, is that's just, awesome! It, it, yeah, literally, <laughs> and I just flew back to Arkansas today, and I'm going to fly home for supper. But and it isn't just good food. It's that idea of feeling welcome. Yeah. I don't know if when you grew mm-hmm. up, but if I forgot to say thank you, my parents would always correct me and say, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Yeah. Did, did you, they do that around your house? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to Uganda, I like practiced up on all the culture and, you know, I didn't want to offend anybody. I get to the 10 minutes off the airplane. I take off the first Uganda and they said, you're welcome. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Why did I forget? And then somebody else said, it, like, you're welcome. I'm like, thank you. And I realized a third time somebody said, these aren't words of correction, they're words of invitation. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you are welcome here. If I could say one thing I've learned from being married to Sweet Maria for 30 years, seven months, and one day is that, <laughs> that she makes people feel welcome. And that's it. It doesn't take a, a parade to make people feel welcome. Sometimes it's just a cold glass of water mm-hmm. to somebody who's mm-hmm. thirsty. But I think that's the international language that God gave us, that we would just love people, um, and that we wouldn't, I'd make a lousy evangelical, I don't think we lead people to Jesus, I think Jesus leads people to Jesus, I think yeah. our part, mm-hmm. love everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. I mean, I feel like everything Bob Goff says and his wife, Sweet Maria, there, like, you could just dissect for so long, like, yeah. I think Jesus leads people to Jesus. You I can mean, sit wow. on that for like days and days. Huh. Um, I love, I just like Instagrammed something the other day from Bob and it said, love difficult people because you are one of them. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> Wait, that didn't actually post to your Instagram. You DM'd that to me. Yes, I sent that <laughs> straight to Jonathan. <laughs> it's so cool. So again, if you want to win a copy of uh, Bob's book called Everybody Always... Um, becoming love in a world full of setbacks and yes, difficult people. Uh, just send us an email. Um, the email address is morningshow at wbgl.org and put the word uh, difficult in the subject line. Yeah, then we'll know that you have the secret word. Hey, thank you for listening to this podcast. Yeah, thanks. It kind of thrills us a lot that you listen. <laughs>